Hey, today is our last installment for Your Jesus. And um, yeah, yeah, today's the last installment. It's going to be good. And uh, yeah, we're, we're going to get into the Word. Next Sunday, Highlight is celebrating its three-year anniversary. Please, please, please. Let's thank God for that. Um, man, it's, it's been a great three years. It's been awesome. But how many know we're just getting started? And um, three is still toddler, toddler age, and got a whole lot of life and, and impact and life change ahead of us. And uh, we're excited about that. So bring somebody, bring somebody. We got some special things planned. It's going to be a celebration. It's going to be fun. And um, yeah, yeah, we'll see you next Sunday. Let's pack this place out. I think 930 is beginning to catch up with the 11 as far as attendance. They are. They've answered the call to invite, and uh, it's a beautiful thing to see 930 starting to fill up as well. So, um, great, great. Y'all ready for the word? Good, 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 good. Um, Yeah, I want to bring you a message entitled Faith for the New. Faith for the New. And uh, a week or so ago, we went to Target, and and we, 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 we do these trips to Target. You know, Target's getting all the, all the money. <laughs> um, but we, we went to Target, and I took my, my four-year-old and my 10-year-old, and uh, we, we were looking for toys, and it's just like we've got everything in there. What else do you want? And so even the four-year-old, he's like, he's walking around. He's like, ah, got that, got that. And we run into um, what's called Laser X. Laser X, uh, it's like in-home, in in-house laser tag. It's awesome. It is so sad to see that the way the world is going. Everything is becoming so mobile. Um, you know, like, it's just all these different things out there that's taking away family, like Amazon. Like, who goes to Target anymore? Like, you can just order it. Um, you know, I'm, I'm sure Starbucks will be delivering soon, as if it's not enough to order and to walk in and just grab your drink. But Man, man, anyway, so we bought Laser X, and I'm like, all right, great, the boys can play, it's two players, it's this gun, it connects to their arm, you got to shoot the thing on the arm, and so great, I can sit down and do what I do, I can do boring dad stuff, and so um, we get home, and uh, we pull this thing out, put in the batteries, and I'm like, pew, pew, pew. Pew, pew, pew. I'm like, um, hey, guys, can we take turns playing this? <laughs> Forget a sermon. <laughs> hey, man, I got to change our meeting time. I'll talk to you. <laughs> hey, we're sick. No, I'm, I'm messing. I'm messing. I'm messing. And, um, man, I'm, like, playing this thing for, like, over two hours with these kids running around the apartment. And so I'm very tactical with our 10-year-old because he's becoming a young teenager. A lot of people want to get into the Bible. Y'all know we're going to get into the Bible. Just chill. <laughs> well, we go get into, we're going to get into the Bible. We get into the Bible every Sunday. Um, hopefully, you, you, you're filled up before you come to church, right? Okay. So if I want to stand up here and just hang out, can I just hang out with you? <laughs> I haven't seen you all week, you know? Um, but, you know, I'm playing this thing, and... Um, and, and I'm, I'm tactical with the 10-year-old. I let the 4-year-old win. It's just, it's just amazing. Simply put, like, we love new things. We love new things. 
We don't have to pay 56 bucks to go and play laser tag. We can play it at home now for 15. We love new things. And, and today is a new day. Today is a new day. If that hasn't occurred to you yet, maybe you got up tired, sluggish. It is cloudy. I know for me, I can use a nap. But it is a new day nonetheless. And um, today is filled with new opportunities. And it's a matter of perspective, truly. It truly is a matter of perspective. And, um, and I, think, I think if we allow God to continue to renew our mindset, Romans 12 says, renew your mind. That's how you're going to be transformed. Renew your mind. Um, his grace, his mercy is made new every morning. It's a new opportunity, new breath, new sun, um, um, just a new day. Um, um, it's all about perspective. New, watch this, new possibilities. New, new possibilities, new possibilities. There are new levels that even, even within the next uh, 40 minutes or so, however long I'm with you, you can, you can get into a new level of your faith. You can tap into a new level. And faith, faith, faith is so intangible. It is so intangible. And, and that's what made, makes faith tricky. Because when I say things like new level, it's not that you're going to go home and you're going to automatically see like, an email pop up and say, you've been promoted. Maybe, I don't know. Or, or you're going to see a PhD in faith, a certificate on your wall. Faith, faith is, you can't touch it, right? But it's a matter of, of here. Where, where, what do I believe God for moving forward? What, it, it's, a new, it's a new day. It's a new, a new thing. And one of the elements or the portions I don't like about um, I wouldn't say about church, but about like this um, kind of like this, you know, uh, we meet every Sunday thing. We, we, if we're not careful, it can become so routine. Right. And, and whenever Satan is, is successful at making sacred things routine, he is at that point severed the power of God from it. Right. But it's, it's the job of us to keep it fresh. It's your job to keep your, your faith fresh. And so when, when you come to Christ, it's always about waking up every morning and understanding, man, this, this is a new day. And I'm not going to be bogged down today by defeat. I'm not going to be discouraged. I'm not going to allow this thing to come on me, this thing that wants to tempt me to just be down and be negative, Nancy, and to just be. No, I'm, I'm in Christ. I am I'm saved and I'm free and I got power. I got power. I got power. The Bible says that the same spirit that rose Jesus from the grave lies on the inside of me. So I'm not going to allow this day to, to, to have its best with me. I'm going to have my best in this day. So it's really, it's, it's a matter of perspective. And I love, uh, one thing I love about Jesus and your Jesus is that he calls us to the new every single morning. He calls us to the new. And we can optimize this new, watch this, by living a life of faith. By living a life of faith. And I want to share a story and I got a lot of verses today, so uh, let's just dive in here. Let's start at Matthew 4, verse 18. And it says this here. It says, one day, as Jesus was walking along the shore of the Sea of Galilee, he saw two brothers, Simon also called Peter. Now watch this. There's a revelation in that right there. The, the, the name Simon means pebble. And, and if you could guess, as it, as it concerns new, newness, freshness, progress, growth, the name Peter means stone or rock. So we dealt with Matthew last week, how Jesus Lance, saw Matthew sitting. Matthew's name meant gift of God. Right. 
I love a gift is new. There's nothing old about a gift. You've never received it. It's just, it's great. So it says he, he, he walked, he's, there he is again, he's walking. You're Jesus, walking. He sees a man named Simon. When Simon starts to follow him, he says, I'm going to call you Peter. He always changing people's names. He created us, you know, Colossians 1, 15 through 17 says, all things were created by him, for him, and are sustained through Christ. So, so if Jesus wants to change your name, he can do it. If he wants to call you by your potential, not by your present, he can do it. So I know your name is Simon, but I'm going to go ahead and you can clap that up. That's fine. Celebrate that. That's so, come on. I got away from this the first year. The, the reason we clap is because when you clap, you, you're saying, I have an expectation. I'm here. I'm present. I'm leaned in. I'm listening. Lord, talk to me. Talk to me through this broken vessel. Talk to me. I'm here. Lord, bring it to me. The reason we clap, the reason we move, the reason, ooh, ah, ooh. Because, you know, I'm, right now I'm watching the MLB playoffs. Go Nets, right? Right, go Nets. I like to hear more of this in church. Go Jesus. So natural, even in the Lord's house, go Nats. And it was comfortable for him. Like, we're watching the Dodgers and the Nats right now, and man, I love this closer in game one. That dude was an assassin, bro. I forget his name, but he was. He, he was awesome. I forget. But anyway, but game two, we won, Nats won. But what I'm, what I'm so intrigued by, and I'm like, man, how can we get that in the church? You know, Dodgers hit like four home runs on this guy, man. And so I got friends that pastor in L.A. Jesus, you are Lord. Freaking hot fire. I think part of the problem is you're worried about who's around you. You, sh- you shouldn't worry about who's around you. You might light a fire in your row if you get hyped for Jesus. Let's try this again. And then this is the other part. Our, our leaders want the church to grow. You know, like when you're a leader, you're in front. I'm going to just tell you, if I see my leader like this, I'm going to be like this. So everyone who's a leader here, let's give it up for Jesus one more time. And all I'm saying is, is if he was real, if he rose... If we're going to heaven, at least we can come to church. Come on. Satan, you're not going to get between me and the presence of God and the word of God. And uh, today's going to be good. All right. Simon named Peter and Andrew, his brother, throwing a net into the water. Verse 18. For they fish for a living. Here it is. Jesus called to them, come follow me. 
and I will show you how to fish for people. Verse 20, and they left their nets at once and followed him. Uh, A couple thoughts here. Number one is we need faith for the new. We need faith for the new. You ever notice how you don't need faith for things you already have? Um, Because you have it. Or or you may have it, but there, there could be something wrong with it. So you need faith for it to be healed or to be refreshed or something. But it's still new because if it's damaged, you need faith for it to be healed. That's still newness. That's still freshness. Um, and you ever notice how you don't need faith for now? Like in this moment, you don't need faith. We're, we're sitting, we're breathing, we're here, but you need faith for next year. Yeah. Where are you? Go- where's your life going to be this Sunday next year? Yeah. That's what you need. You need faith for. You got some goals. You got some things that God has put on your heart. You need some faith for that. I love Hebrews eleven one. It says this here, and we'll we'll read this, and I'm going to show you what's on my iPad. It says, faith is the confidence that what we hope for will actually happen, and it gives us the assurance about things we cannot see. Faith is the confidence. So if you have faith, you have the confidence that you need. If you have faith, I'm going to read this here. It says this, faith, watch this, shows us the reality of what we hope for. Faith shows us the reality of what we hope for. So here it is. Faith, write this down. Faith gives us the picture, the picture of a good outcome. No one hopes for anything bad. (laughs) No no one says, man, I I hope that by next week I'm going to be dead broke. (laughs) You don't need faith for that. Just take everything in all of your accounts and go spend it. You'll be broke. You need, you need faith for what you hope for. So, so it's a picture. It's a picture. I, I, you, you have pictures in your phone. You have pictures in your phone. And at one point, the picture that you took was a snapshot of that current reality. Faith is a picture moving forward. Yeah, that's good. And not only is faith a picture moving forward, it is a picture of a good outcome. And so that, that's, we need faith for the new. Here it is. Write this down. Faith is proof that what you see today, you will possess tomorrow. Faith is proof that what you see today, you will possess tomorrow. Be it, be it in your marriage, be it, be it your children, be, be it something that, that the Lord has put on your heart. And you know God has put it on your heart because it's rooted in Scripture. It brings God glory, and it's going to bring people to Jesus. Right. So if God put it on your heart to be rooted in scripture, it's going to bring God glory and it's going to bring people to Christ. That's that's where God lives in those in those three areas. That that picture that he gives you, it is proof that what you see today, you will possess tomorrow. Hebrews 11, 6. I'm in teaching mode. It says this here. It is impossible to please God without faith. Anyone who wants to come to him must believe that God exists and that he rewards those who sincerely seek him. Why does faith please God? Watch this. Because with our natural eyes, we can't see God. But we know God's intent, and we know that God loves us through the sacrifice of his son, Jesus Christ. So though we can't see him, Paul says that we walk by faith. We live by faith, not by sight. The fact that we can't see him, but we trust him, excites him. You need to write that down. The fact that we can't see God, but we trust God, excites God. But, but it's much more than that. Okay, God, I believe in you. I don't see you. 
It's about seeking him. It's about seeking him. So Peter, Andrew, follow me. What? No. Get off the new. Get off the now. We're going into the new. Get off your seat. I need you to follow me. What, what Jesus was doing is he was calling them from the now, fishing, to follow him by faith into the new, influencing. The Holy Spirit dropped this on me at 930, so I'll share it with you here. A lot of people want to know, what is the answer to life? One word. Jesus. Jesus. That's it. Simple. It's Jesus. When I say Jesus, I mean like as long as you hold on to Jesus, you're going to you're going to always make it through. Right. As long as you're doing it for Jesus. Right. Watch this. It's going to always be the best. Wow. I've come to find out any time that people aren't doing it for God, it's never the best. Wow. It's never the best. Or it could be the best, but it would be short-lived. Wow. When I come in here and I serve and it's truly for God, I'm going to make sure that every single thing is it's excellent. It's excellent. When I'm studying, I'm going to study unto God's glory. When I'm living, I'm going to live unto God's glory. When I'm in that relationship, I'm going to be in it unto God's glory. I'm going to be it unto God. Why? Because I'm seeking him. Watch this. As you seek God, there is a reward. Right? That word in the Greek means payoff after a process. Payoff after a process. A lot of us were committed to process. A lot of us were committed to processes that aren't going to give us the payoff that we're looking for. Wow. Yeah. I, I just I, I, I got to put this on you. Like you, a lot of us were looking, man, the job's going to do this. And, and he said he go do this. And she said she promised this. Watch this. Even after you get it, if you're not trusting the Lord, right. if you don't have peace and joy here, even after you get it, there's still going to be a hope. And so what he was doing, it was crazy because you're calling them from work to follow you. Jesus will call you to some crazy stuff. But he knows that when he's through with you, there's a reward that far out. It is far more glorious. It is far more better than you could have ever imagined. But the thing is, is that we're so attached to the now that, 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 that we don't have the faith for the new. And, and so Jesus is always calling you to the new. How do you need to renew or become new in your thinking? How do you need to change some sleep habits? I, I want to I change that now in your life. I want to make it new. I want to change that now in your life. I want to make it new because of where I'm taking you. He was taking them from fishing to influencing. From, 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 from the now into the new. And so I, I, wanna, I, wanna, I want you to write this down. There's, there's one letter difference between the word now and new. Lance, you already uncaught this. O and E. Watch this. You don't need faith for the ordinary. You need faith for the extraordinary. Come on now. See, this is what I'm talking about. I'm going to pause this. Because I'll get into it in a minute. But I'm, it's it's going to connect. I, I got to let you know the pedigree of the, the spiritual soil that you're currently sitting in. 
And when, when I tell you, when I, and we're celebrating three years next, ne- next Sunday. When I, when I tell you, when I tell you, wait, wait, I, w- I want to I explain something. When I tell you that we, we moved on nothing. You ever made something from scratch? We moved on nothing. It was a faith that God called us to. And we didn't move to be ordinary or basic or think small. We move. Watch this. God moved us from a metropolis. Most of the team. Orlando, Florida, where it is growing every day like crazy, like crazy. If you're going to start a church, start there. You don't, you don't obey God and move to a burg. Right, we love Gaithersburg. We we love this state. I wouldn't even change it. I love the seasons. This place is amazing. I love it far more than Florida because our heart is here. But I just want to tell you this. When we moved, we didn't move to do what was ordinary. We moved to do that which was extraordinary. So when I say clap your hands, it's because you're believing for the extraordinary, not the ordinary. Not the ordinary. Not the normal, not the basic, not the surviving. We move to thrive. And, and Jesus didn't die so we would just kind of make it along day by day. He died so that you would be the best and we would experience the best life possible. So there's a one letter difference between now and new, and it is E. You don't need faith for what you already know, what you already have. You need faith for the extraordinary. And I just, I see it now because he's sovereign. If God had to take us from a bigger place to a smaller place, what he was attempting to do and what he's trying to do is reveal his glory. He will do that. He will cut people out of your life. He'll cut finances out of your life. He'll cut influence from your life just so he can start that sucker over and show you it was all me from the beginning. And I'm about to do something extraordinary. He'll cut it. This is their day job. And he said, get up. So we got to, come on, let's get, we're trying to create a culture of excitement. This is the best day of the week. We serve the greatest person to ever live. There's nothing small about this. We're big in the Lord. And you're going places. G, G. All right, that's enough. enough. Love it. Cesar, you scared me, bro. What's security at? I'm just like, who's that? <laughs> Woo, what time is it? Half my sermon's over. Woo, that was good. Come on, celebrate Jesus if he's good in your life. Come on, come on, come on. Faith, 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 faith. New, 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 new. Faith, faith. I'm telling you, man, you got to you got to read these red letters and you got to see like church pastor. But no, Jesus, I'm going to show you how to fish for people. And so it's it's really about a personal relationship with him. It's about what is he speaking to you? What is he speaking to you? And and I bet you he's speaking greater things. Okay, here it is. Um, Let's go to Matthew 14, Matthew 14. I need you to recognize when he called them, they were on the shore. 
So they were at the beach, okay? Now here it is, uh, Matthew 14, verse 22. Immediately after this, Jesus insisted that his disciples get back into the boat and cross to the other side of the lake. What just happened? Well, Christ just fed, uh, your, your Bible may say 5,000 people, but it said 5,000 men, which means that there are potentially 20,000 people that Jesus just fed with a few fish and a few uh, slices of bread. 20,000 people, he did this big miracle. So immediately after this, he had just did a big miracle. Now, this is Christ, God incarnate. So I need you to get on the boat, which means that he knows the end from the beginning. He knows what's about to happen. Okay, so here it is. He says this here. After sending them home, he went up into the hills by himself to pray. It's a key indicator that Christ is about to do something. Night fell while they... while he was alone there, verse 24. Meanwhile, the, disi- the disciples were in trouble far away from land. For a strong wind had risen, and they were fighting heavy waves. About three o'clock in the morning, Jesus came toward them, walking on the water. When the disciples saw him walking on the water, they were terrified. In their fear, they cried out, it's a ghost. But Jesus spoke to them at once, don't be afraid. He said, take courage, I am here. Then Peter called out to him, Lord, if it is really you, tell me to come and to walk on water. I don't have the verses, but he said, yes, come. So Peter went over the side of the boat and he walked on water towards Jesus. Here it is. We need faith because the new is scary. We need faith because the new is scary. When Jesus was walking on water, he had never done this before. So I, let, let's get simple right now. Let's not be in the third heaven. He had never done this before. It was a new thing. They had never seen him do this before. And what was Christ doing? And this is if you're taking notes. Jesus was showing them the power of faith and the quality of life that they were going to live in. A life of faith. A life of walking on the impossible. A life. He, he was doing something new. So the Bible says that they thought they saw a ghost. A lot of theologians would say, well, maybe the disciples lost a brother or an uncle um, late night fishing so that there were spirits that would walk in the water at nighttime. No research really confirms that. So like I told you before a couple weeks ago when I said, if it, if it just sounds weird, if it just, you know, common sense. So I'm looking at it and I'm seeing how at 3 a.m. they're rowing. The waves. They've been doing this since like 8, 7 p.m. They're rowing. And how many of you know when you row long enough, especially against waves, you get what? Tired. So we can't confirm that this was really a belief in this state. This is just a guesstimation by some scholars and theologians that it was a relative that had died. Watch this. What I believe is, is this. I believe that they were so tired in the now. Jesus was showing them a new thing. But they were so tired in the now that even though he was showing them a new thing, they thought it was such a spiritual thing. They thought it was a ghost. The reason they thought it was a ghost was because they had become so tired and delirious. They thought it was a ghost because they saw it as unattainable because they were tired in the now. So this is the point. God can show you something great. 
God can show you something by faith. God can show you something that's written in his Bible, that's rooted in scripture. He can show you it's going to work out. I'm going to come through. You're going to overcome. I'm going to provide. This is where I'm taking you. He can show you the picture of where you're going. But when you're tired in the now, you don't have the faith to believe the new thing that he showed you. So you really got to watch. You really got to watch your emotions. You got to watch how you feel. You got to watch the current season you're in because God will show you something in your toughest seasons, not in your most comfortable seasons. He will. And he'll show it to you because he's really going to do that thing. This was not a ghost. It was Jesus himself. And the reason Jesus was walking on water is because he was saying, not only am I going to walk on water, but I'm about to call you to walk on water. But the now, the discouragement, the rejection, the tiredness, the trying can, can, can weigh us, the oppression can weigh us down so much to the point where we're like, that's not even possible. Watch this. It must be a ghost. Something that's not even real. It must be my imagination. And so they thought they saw a ghost. Fear, watch this, leads us back to the now. The now, go ahead and write this down. It's comfortable. The now is predictable. The now is calculated. You have the now figured out. You have it all under control. But the thing about the now is that the now is the same old, same old. And it doesn't get any better. It's the now. It's the now. I love James chapter 1, verse 2. This is the brother of Jesus. He said, dear brothers and sisters, when troubles of any kind come your way, Consider it an opportunity of great joy. You in trouble? Rejoice. That's what you call growing. That's what you call a life of faith, Francie. That's what you call a life of faith. The world, people who don't know Christ, panic. Young believers, panic. You mature, you say, I've seen you before. but I've also seen God deal with types like you before. So, so, so we can clap that up. So when, when it comes, rejoice. I, I call it this. I call it having faith in the front. Not, not waiting until God has actually did it, answered the prayer, then have faith. That don't count. That don't, that's a cheat code. You just kind of buckled down and like, Lord Jesus, please do it. Please do it. And he did it. It's waking up every day knowing that he's going to do it. That's what you call faith in the front. So James says rejoice when you see it. Because, and this, he tells you why. For you know that when your faith is tested, here it is, part of God being faithful, but it's also building something in you. Your endurance has a chance to grow. So let it grow. For when your endurance is fully developed, you will be perfect and complete, needing nothing. So, so faith is key, but endurance is more key. Endurance is more important than the faith. The faith is important, but it's the endurance. Because what did we learn a few weeks ago? God doesn't do miracles all the time instantaneously. Sometimes it takes nine seconds. Sometimes I'm going to take you out of the village. 
I'm going to talk to you. I'm going to spit in your face. It takes 90 minutes. Sometimes I'm going to, I'm going to put you on a boat. I'm going to go up on the mountain, and I'm going to pray. It takes nine hours. Sometimes it takes, oh, Israel, I've promised you a promised land, but guess what? You're going to circle this wilderness for 40 years. It takes 49 years. So the reason endurance, come on now, the reason endurance is important is, is because it's growing you. It's important. The, the reason it's important to, to, to pray, you don't got to pray an hour a day, you don't got to pay 15 minutes a day, but at least once a day, you're getting into God's presence for a minute. And you're not being all deep, you're not changing your voice. <laughs> Lord, I come to you and I pray. <laughs> no, deep. God's like, stop. Just talk to me. But, but a minute, two, three minutes, build that in your repertoire, prayer a day. That, that thing's going to give you strength in your soul. And you can keep moving into the next assignment, the next day, the next shift, the next relationship, the next encounter. It's going to give you strength. It's going to give you the endurance that the old saints had, that grandmama had. I don't know if y'all had a grandma that went to church. Maybe I'm talking below the Bible belt. I know we're in Maryland. But I had a grandma that went to church, and I saw that woman endure. I didn't know her testimony until I became a, 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 a man. She, I didn't know she, 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 she was gangster. She was thug life. She did something. But after she did it, she gave her life to Jesus. And I saw that woman up every morning at four in the morning reading her Bible. Wow. I ain't want none of it. I'm a teenager. I don't want none of that. But now I get it. I'm 32. And I'm, I'm up because I need that endurance. Because it's now or the new, and I want the new. And because I want the new, I need the endurance. I can't stay in the now. I need to do something new. So, so let that trial strengthen you. Put that weight on that bench. Let's, let's do it. Let's, let's lift that thing. Let's put that thing on me, God. You know what I mean? And rejoice. Rejoice. It's building something on the inside of you. And I'm concerned because we live in this tablet generation. Where we can just pull it out and... Live our lives vicariously through other people that we don't really even know. But it's a trap because the only thing that we post are the good things that last about 10 seconds. Boy, stop. Smile. Behave. It's like, oh, my God, they're the perfect family ever. No, they're not. (laughs) No. They're enduring. They're enduring. Oh, my God, I wish I could live in that house. They're a million dollars in debt. I wish I could have those cars. No, they're about to get repoed, at least two of them. They'll never post repo, man, driving off with the Lambo. (laughs) An NBA, but Lambo got repoed. It's because the more you make, if you're not careful, the more you spend. I know some people who are dead broke and they're millionaires. But we will get on social media and think like we're just going to jump to it. He, he said allow endurance to have its way. Allow endurance to have its way. Even this morning, just to kind of be transparent, it's cloudy outside. It's, it's beautiful outside. I'm, I'm driving to church. And I'm just like, man, I'm, I'm tired today. Whew, I don't know if I feel like coming. God was like, what? Like elevation worship, turn you up. I don't want to hear. No. But if you're not careful, you can see that ghost. 
because you've been rowing and you're tired. You say, that's a ghost. That ain't. But you just, you got to row close enough to get to Jesus. So you can get the spirit of Peter to ask, is that you? You need, you need the spirit of Peter in your boat. You can either be the 11 disciples or you can be Peter. If I keep rowing, I'll get close enough to him and I'll be able to ask him, can I do this? Because there are some seasons where God just backs off, right? Get on the boat. I'm going to go to the mountain. Matthew 25. Talents of gold and silver. You get one, you get two, you get five. See what you do with it. See you later. But if I'm investing, if I'm working it when he's not near, right, right, there's, right. A, there's a time where he's going to draw near. Right, right, right. He's walking on that water. Yep. Is that you? Yep. Yes, me. Don't be afraid. Whew, man, we made it. Jesus, it's been three years. God, we made it. Wow. Can I walk on water? Come. A lot of us, we, we look for the miracle now. But, but it's a process of enduring, and then, it, and then it's the, the water. Because this is the point. Up until that point, the disciples had cast out demons. They healed the sick. They healed the blind. God was already putting them through a lot of things that, that was leading them to this point. But if you don't endure, you'll never cast out the demons. You'll never heal the sick. You'll never heal the blind and you'll never get to that point. So the brother of Jesus, James, he tells us to endure so that you would lack nothing. You may not have anything in the natural, but you have everything that you need in here. And so the new, watch this, the new is uncomfortable. The new is unpredictable. The new, you don't have it all figured out. The new is scary, but it's fresh and it's better because there's a reward for the new. So what is the now? This is the question. What is the now that God is calling you out of? What, what, what is that now? We had a couple ask us recently, um, do, you know, how, how do you and, you and PK read the Bible together? And we said, well, we started out reading it together. We, we haven't really read the Bible together in about five or six years. Because God had called us from what was then the now reading together to saying, I want to I grow with you as an individual. So I'm going to call you to something new. So now what we do is we read our Bibles as, uh, as individuals and we come together and we just, hey, what were three things you received today? And, and what that has done is, this, well, you know, Solomon taught this and, and Jesus taught this. What that has done is it's created an atmosphere of faith. And, and, and we, what I have to bring into it and what she has to bring into it now perfectly complements each other. And now we can see based upon what God is talking to her and what God is saying to me, it, it all paints a picture of the impossibility. But that's been a process of, of, of five years. It was uncomfortable not reading together. It was uncomfortable, man. What if she don't believe what I believe? Oh, my God, I done married somebody that. That's how you see that verse? Jesus. But he's been faithful in the new. He, he, he's been faithful in the new. Here it is. Next point is this. Um, faith makes the new possible. Faith makes the new possible. 
Peter went over the side of the boat. We know that that was scientifically impossible because we are, we are more dense than water. You, you try to walk on water. Jesus was doing this to prove a point, Randy, like faith, but I'm a walk. For what? What is the reason? This guy is about to be an apostle. He's going to die for his faith one day. <laughs> All right? You're going you're gonna to sing. Here it is. Watch this. When we are face to face with the impossible, it's a great chance for our faith to grow. It's a great chance. Here it is. I remember when, when, when my wife went on bed rest, four months pregnant, four months pregnant. We already had a kid, 85% income out the door. Faith growth. We, we, had, to, we, had, to, we had to grow in our faith. 85% out the door. What do we do? Do we get depressed? Do we get anxious? Do we worry? Do we cry about it? We cry. But we didn't stay there. It's a chance to grow in the faith. Quitting jobs, leaving loved ones, security, opportunity. Chow had just got a promotion. Your connections director had just got a promotion at um, Marilyn Monroe Spa down in Winter Park, Florida, a thriving community. I said, Chow, we're moving. We're moving. Faith, faith growth, faith. Krizia will tell you your, your kids director had just lost her father. Heart attack. Just lost her father. We were moving two weeks from that moment. I said, oh, there go the trans. She cried, processed through it, moved. She's back there now ministering to children, and she's leading. Faith growth. Faith growth. Faith, faith, faith growth. Moving to a city as complete strangers to start a church. Not a business. Not a world tour to start a church. Complete strangers. Growth. The impossible. Yeah. That, that was the water. Faith. Faith. And that's what God, and, and we've seen him, ooh, th- three years, amazing things. Faith. That's what God, that's what Jesus is going to try to continue to do in your mentality, yeah. the way you view your children, the way you view your situation, the way you view people, the way you view your bosses, the way you view your, he's going he's gonna to attempt to renew it and to make it more like him every single day. He's going to, what the Bible calls, sanctify that thing. It's going to make it new because there's a reward on the other end of it. But every time you face the impossible, Marvin, every time Jesus calls you, come, step out on the water, faith growth. Faith growth. Because I'm about to do something that you've never seen. And some of you are currently facing impossibilities. And I like to propose that you can either stay on the boat a boat that is sinking, or you can walk on the water. You can walk on the water. Right now, God is calling a lot of you to change your relationships. He ain't no good. He is the boat. She, she don't want nothing from God. She, she's the now. He's, he's working on that area of your life. And you don't want to give it to him. Because of it, you stand the chance of missing the new. You can either stay on the sinking boat or you can go out to where Jesus is. 
and step out on the impossible. There's the reward. Right now, a lot of us don't want to give up certain attitudes, certain habits, certain mindsets. That's your boat. And it's sinking. He's saying, give it up. Be kind. Be gentle. Be nice. Come on, come on. Let's, go. let's study. He's saying, he's saying, come on, let's, let's get out of the now. Because as long as you stay here, you're missing the reward. That's the boat. And he's calling you to the new. And this is the whole point of this story. Watch this. In Matthew 4, because you guys read from in Matthew 4, he called Peter on the shore. By the time we get to Matthew 14, Peter's walking on the sea. Your Jesus has called you to a life of faith. It's very possible to walk where it's solid. But it's, it's only as you, as you grow in your trust and in your faith and as you allow those hard times and those waves to hit you, as you hold on to Jesus, you, you'll find yourself one day like, am I, really, am I really living in the impossible? My dad, my mom didn't do this. My grandma didn't do this. We, they didn't experience this level of freedom. Am I really walking in the impossible for my life? Did I really just break generational bondage? Off my life. Did I really just break break alcoholism and drug addiction and 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 and, and divorce off of off of my family? Did we really did we did I just do that? Did 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 I really just do that? I don't have the verse here and I'm gonna let you go soon. But Jesus said, when I return to the earth, you can Google it. He said, will the son of man find faith in the earth? He's still moving. He's still working. And he's looking for faith. Matthew 19, 26 says this. Jesus looked at them intently and said, humanly speaking, it is impossible. But with God, everything is possible. Everything. You mean every, you know what that word in the Greek means? Everything. Everything. Is that everything? Can, can God do that? Yeah, he can do it. He can do it. I want to give you three quick takeaways. Number one, refresh your faith every day. Just like that website that won't load. Hurry up. Re- refresh it every, every day. New morning, refresh it every day. Have a new mindset. And watch God. God can even move in the ordinary. Have a new faith. Refresh it every day. You can't take today's faith into tomorrow. Number two, activate your faith during tough times. It's in the tough times where you should have the greatest faith. There's a story where Jacob in Genesis 28, I don't have the verse. He was traveling. He was in transition in his life. He was so tired. Genesis 28, 10 through 12, go home and read it. He took a stone and he used it as a pillow. Come on, bro. You, you're really, that's, that's the bottom right there. He went to sleep and God gave him a dream of a staircase from earth to heaven. And then God made him a promise. It's during the tough times where you activate faith. I think, I think that excites God. It's hard, but I I still believe that excites the spirit of God. And then number three, 
Use your faith to do what others won't do. So if you read the story, Peter actually sunk. And a lot of people will criticize him for that. Peter sunk. He walked, but he sunk. Because we always negative. (laughs) We always hating. He sunk. Time out. (laughs) There's still not to this day another man who has ever walked on water. The 11 were on the boat. He walked on the water. Use your faith to do what others. Some of you right now, you're scared to go back to school because you're, you're scared of the debt. God is calling you to step out. He's calling you to that thing. Come on, let's give the word of God a hand clap of praise. Come on, let's pray, church. Father, we love you, and we thank you so much for your presence, God. I thank you again, Lord, that you're building our faith, Lord. You're strengthening us, Lord. We just thank you for a new day. We thank you for faith for the new, God. I pray that that you would show us that part of our lives where you're calling us to, to get up from the now and to step into the new. We know that therein is the reward. There is a payoff. And God, we want to bring you glory, 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 glory with our lives, God. God, thank you for your children here today. I pray that faith was increased. Maybe there's someone in here and you don't know Christ. I just want to share the good news with you. We're going to give you a chance to pray and to receive Jesus into your heart. Jesus Christ born of a virgin, lived a sinless life. He died on a cross. His body was broken and his blood was shed for the forgiveness of sins. He was put in a tomb and on the third day he rose so that you and I would have life and life more abundantly. If you don't know this Jesus and you want to know him, I encourage you to just open up your heart. Or maybe you know him, but you haven't been walking with him. Today is the day that you can come back to your Lord and Savior. He loves you. He's not mad at you. He's not out to get you. He's out to bless you. So church, we're going to pray this together in honor of those who are praying it for the first time or those who are coming back to Christ. We're going to pray, pray. Let's repeat after me. Say, Father God, I believe that Jesus is the Son of God. Fill my heart. With your spirit, I repent of my sin. I am yours. I love you. Make me new in Jesus' name. Amen. Come on, church. Let's celebrate, celebrate, celebrate.